Today on the AV Podcast, I'm joined by the CEO of Skills Refinement Group, AAU coach, and St. Mary's College alum, O'Neal Kamaka, as we break down the second third of the NBA season. And we discuss the John Morant phenomenon, DeMar DeRozan's big comeback season, our dark horse teams heading down the stretch, and, and obviously it goes without saying that we're going to discuss the whole Embiid-Harden combo thing because, again, it goes without saying. Plus, we discuss the NBA 75 ceremony, the development of R.J. Barrett, and much more than that. Now, you know how this all works, right? My podcast is all a part of South Shore Ave, and it's available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts across all the major platforms. Hit that like and favorite buttons, rate, review, and subscribe, 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 subscribe to South Shore Ave. And the five-star support, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to need that, please, in case you haven't done it already. It's, it's like a podcast version of like the, a collection plate or like paying tithes. It's for a good cause. Me! So handle that. And check out SouthSharav.com for my extensive catalog of podcast shows. Once again, that's SouthSharav.com. It's the Av Podcast with Cal C on South Sharav Radio. Run it! Welcome to the Av Podcast with Cal C on South Sharav Radio. Welcome to the Av Podcast. Hmm. So, you know, before we get into our topics, we'll deal about, you know, um, everything that's going on during this. I, I like to call it the second third of the NBA season so far. You know, we just had the All-Star Weekend come up, come upon us or at least about a week or so, you know, a week or so ago, what have you. And it, it wasn't entertaining for the most part outside of Steph, you know, hitting those threes in the third quarter and, and LeBron kind of dominating the the. the um, the, the 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 water cooler talk with all his passive aggressive comments <laughs> that he was laying laying across <laughs> like breadcrumbs. <laughs> right. Um, but the top seventy five, you know, ceremonies were done on 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 that weekend. Um, I don't know if you caught. Did you, you if you if you did catch it? Like, what were your impressions of it? Like, just to you know, from the videos that you've seen online, from you know the the gatherings, them hanging out together, like, and, and then the, of course the ceremony. Like, what were your impressions of the whole thing? Well, first of all, I'm upset that I didn't go. Um, you know, my my wife was supposed to go for work, but then so I never really thought about because then I would have to stay home with my son, so I never really thought about going because mm -hmm. I put I was I did think actually I did think about it, but I put it out of my mind when she said she might be going. So I was like, okay. Oh, so you're thinking of going to Cleveland? Yeah. Okay. Even though it's Cleveland, right? <laughs> and then uh, I just put it out of my mind and. You know, the fact that they did that it was amazing. Definitely amazing that they honored the top 75. Somebody, you know, people making cases for guys like Dwight Howard and, you know, um, T-Mac, Tony Parker. Um, they showed Tony Parker's resume. I think winning definitely has to play a part in that. Yeah. The fact that Tony Parker played longer than, you know, a long time and had more success than... Um, you guys like Lillard and Westbrook. Now, Westbrook, I mean, averaging a triple-double for three seasons. You know, when Oscar Robinson did it for one, right. people were amazed. But Westbrook did it for like three, four seasons. So plus winning I can see why he's in the top 20. Huh? That's a plus winning the MVP, too. Yeah. So, I mean, but Parker, four rings, yeah. finals MVP. Come on, man. That 
you know, that's a good case for like Tony Parker. But again, you know, at the end of the day, the NBA is about flash, right? And, you know, that's why people forget about guys like Tim Duncan, Elijah One, you know, who they, you know, they're not flashy. Elijah One, you know, he has the dream shake, but. Yeah, he was you know, definitely more part, flashy than Duncan, for, the, for sure. Yeah, for the most part, people overlook, you know, the substance. The guys are just solid and just mm-hmm. get the job done. You know, they look at the flash and the oohs and the ahs. You know, and you know, like Vince Carter, people like Vince Carter. I was, I, I, I was ready to fight people that Vince Carter. I'm like, are you guys fucking crazy? Just because the guy can dunk. All the, the, like, all those arguments about him being in the top seventy five. Yeah, I didn't yeah, but he that. should be the top. I'm like, are you no. guys retarded? He should be a Hall of Famer. I'm like, fuck no. The the last the last ten years of his career. I right, let me let's scratch that. The last twelve years of his career basically squashed all of that. Dude. Basically. To me, he's basically, basically a role player from 2009 on. To me, the first three years in the Raptors, that was it. That was his greatest. Yeah. That was it. Rookie, rookie year, follow up with his second year, he averaged about 25. Mm-hmm. He won rookie of the year, played nice, 18. Follow up second year with 25, and then his last year with almost 30. And then after that, then he, he tanks before, then he, he relaxed. They just went down after that. Even when he went to the Mets. This guy was a classic underachiever. Um, he's not a winner. And, you know, so I'm like top 75 because he could dunk. Like, come on, man. No. Nah. You know, so I can see how people, again, people, you know, who watch, they love the flash. And there's no substance, you know, that he's a proverbial nice guy. I'm like, this guy was giving away his plays to the other team, <laughs> right? And, yeah, you know, you see, he just wanted to be everybody's friend. You know, it didn't matter who we play against, but. I want him for a teammate, and he wasn't a winner. But, yeah, there's certain guys that, you know, people wanted. I think Tony Parker could have been in the top 25. Um, I wouldn't be upset if he was if he was there over Lillard. But, I mean, for the most part, he was good. Um, nobody knew that they were going to do that, and I thought that was a cool. Uh, but they did the, the top 75 and honored. And, of course, they saved the greatest player for last. They should have had Jordan. They should have had Kobe, then Jordan. They should have said Kobe for second last, and then Jordan. Well, but I'm not, I'm not I mad at Magic being, yeah. I mean, Magic being second to last is okay. Oh, no, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Yeah. But, you know, because I think Kobe's the second greatest basketball player ever. And then, you know, they're Jordan. So, I think they should have been in that order because they saved the guards for last anyways. But, and Jordan was looking slim. He wasn't, you know, well, he was looking slim. His pants were... You know, tapered. It wasn't not tapered, but you know, slim fit. It wasn't tight, but it wasn't baggy. And he looked like he lost weight. He looked good. Jordan looked good. He looked svelte. So I was happy to see that. You know, you know, they they said that there was no um nobody knew that he was going to be coming. I think that it was like yeah. last minute. Like he, you know, he's got the private jet, so he could do that, right? But exactly, they said he was at, like earlier in the early in the day. He was at day at the Daytona Five Hundred. You know, because he has a pit crew. Like he has a, he has his own uh, race yeah, he has a, server, yeah, uh, um, Wallace, Bubba Wallace, Bubba Wallace drives over or something. Yeah, like that. So I would have been if it's. Fucking Cleveland guy, I wouldn't want to be in Cleveland either. Yeah. But I mean, but the but the moment is, you know, it's it's so huge. Like, like I mean, he got mm-hmm. the loudest applause. I think that was like one of the that that was cut. That was cool. Like the fact that you hear the backstory that he like he basically just showed up. Nobody knew he was gonna be there because remember they had the um they had the the photo where everybody was there. The, at least the ones that made it. And yeah. the only ones that weren't that was there that didn't take part of it was Rodman because he you know being Rodman he sh- he showed up late. And then, um, and then Jordan, because they said they didn't know Jordan was even coming. 
until like that, basically walked into like the when the guards are getting ready to step out, he basically stepped in behind him like, "Hey guys, what's up?" Like, "Holy smokes, it's Jordan." Yeah, so that's nice. That was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, hell, hell yeah, that's hell good. yeah. I th- I think that's it's good. I think it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious that Pippen wasn't there. I thought that was hilarious. I thought it well, was I'm hilarious. Glad he, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad that dirtbag wasn't there. I, I'm, 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 there. I, I'm like you know after all that. According to rumors, allegedly, allegedly, the the rumor was Jordan was basically like, you know, if he's coming, I'm not. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if a decision was made. I don't know. Like if that's, you know, if, there, if there's truth to that, allegedly. But Pippen not showing up based on everything that's happened. Like, I, I totally get it. Like the rumor is, of course, he, he didn't he didn't want to face Jordan's wrath in person. <laughs> of course, that guy's a dirtbag. <laughs> why, but, you know, but it, but it speaks to what we even what we said early in the year. It's like there there was no reason to even like I not even know no reason, but the way he went about it was just like you knew the blowback. And that's all I was saying. Even even going into this the All Star weekend, I thought it was going to be like yo, there's there's a lot of like little beefs going on here, man, between these of legends. Course. I'm like it's going to be awkward as hell. Yeah, it's gonna be guys awkward. Dirt, the guys are dirt bag. He probably went and hung out with Isaiah Thomas. But you know Isaiah Thomas is bitter. Like I watched, I watched thing about Vlad TV, and uh, he was interviewing John Sally. And Isaiah Thomas is he's like Isaiah uh, John Sally. Like Isaiah hates Jordan because his nephews was Jordan. You know, because Isaiah's from Chicago, mm. and his nephew when he went back to play the Bulls, his nephew was born Jordan. Was like no, I'm a Jordan fan. He's better than you. He's so you know that that runs yeah. deep. That runs. That's just deep seated like hatred with Isaiah. Yeah, like it just burns. He just and he's like vindictive like that. It just burns him. So I would see. I could see Pippen hanging out with Isaiah if he was showed up. But but they they wouldn't though, because they don't like each other either. Like well, Isaiah, just, Isaiah makes no bones about it with with Pippen at least. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's he's respectful to Jordan pub, at least publicly. But yeah. and, but even publicly, he doesn't. He shoots the fair one with Pippen. He don't care. Yeah, you don't. But Pippen's a dirtbag, so <laughs> that guy. That guy's just like, listen, I'm broke, so I'm I'm, I'm just selling out, I'm going all out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm it's, gonna it's it's. Rip, it's I already sell as much books as possible, so I'm gonna be as controversial as possible. It's sad because I think at this stage now, for, to me, it's like when you saw him doing the you know the, the fake camera wave that all the guys who didn't attend that are live that were doing. You mm-hmm. you feel like that's. Maybe I mean, I, I may be wrong, but you feel like this is the last public appearance you're going to see from Scotty for a long time. Like that's what it kind of feels like. It feels like he's going to basically disappear for the next like ten years. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. Just go relax. <laughs> and, go relax. And and the and the other thing too is, man, this KG Ray Allen thing. Ah, uh, man, I'm sorry, man. I, I think this thing is so stupid, and I think it's I think it's like comp- like way past the time that feel like that should that should have been rectified. Honestly, that should have been rectified for when the both of them made the Hall of Fame. The fact that like they're still, you know, KG's still holding that grudge. I'm like, come on, man. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I think it's more KD, KG. Sorry, no, than, it is KG. Uh, it is KG. It's more KG for sure. Yeah, he. I mean, he. You know, he talked about it. Uh, you know, I listened to Bill Simmons uh, when he was on with Adam Sandler when he, when that movie came when he did that movie with Adam Sandler. Right. Um, um, gems, I think it's called. Yeah, hidden gems, and. Um, he was just like, because Rondo went over and played with LeBron. It wasn't that they went over and played. It was just the way Ray Allen went about it doing it, right? Like, he didn't. I don't think it was so much of asking these guys for their permission, but I think it was just more of, you know, giving guys heads up and 
we were just talking to the guys and like, yo, this is what I'm thinking, blah, blah, blah. I'm not really asking permission, but this is the move I'm looking to make. And I think, you know, based on how they were going to war against, you know, the Miami Heat and the dislike or disdain or hatred going to KG that they had, but all of a sudden Ray Allen just turns around and he's like, oh, I'm going to go get a ring. And I think, so KG was just, just the way that he did it, really uh, ripped his ass or anything like that. You know what, though? I, I don't blame Ray Allen for it because if you, if you remember the story, you remember Boston tried to trade him right before, like, his contract round up. They tried to trade exactly. him. You know, and, and they suggested for him to come off the bench, right? Because remember Avery Bradley was starting to kind of rise, and they, they were like, mm -hmm. they wanted him to come off the bench. So he took the most sacrifice and hits. And then Boston was going to offer him, you know, I think that at, at the point they're going to offer more money, but you can't trust that because they're, you know, if they already tried to trade you once, they're going to trade you. Yeah, you're getting older. They're going to trade you either before that year is done or within that, that two or three year contract is over. And then, and if you remember correctly, the only two teams that offered him money that offered him like at least serious money was Minnesota and Miami. So did yeah. you want the guy to go to Minnesota and, and, and play for a shitty team and, and, and be in the cold and you know, his career just disappears or does he have a chance to still win? My, like, no other playoff team was given an opportunity other than Miami. So what do you what do you want the guy to do? You want the guy to go to Minnesota, right? So it's like I, I don't blame him. You know what I mean? And this, it's, I don't blame him. I don't I don't blame him. It's like and I and I get it in the, in the heat during that time, like when it happened. I get the beef. I get all that. But man, it, that's like man, goddamn! Like this, like Ray Allen retired like almost ten years ago now. Correct. You know, like like let it go. Like <laughs> like let it go. Like I'm watching them like. You know, like I, don't, I, I know you saw the clip where where Ray Allen is dapping up LeBron, who's beside KG, and they basically mm -hmm. just ignore each other. And KG that just looks on his face like, like I yeah. still punching like, the guy in his face. It's yeah. like, dude, like come on, man. Like I, I just but, I, I you know, find like, it corny. I, I find it corny at this point. Yeah, but KG's corny like that with his emotions, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, but they showed a picture. There's a clip where they're taking a picture together afterwards, all three of them. Really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't see that. Yeah, something behind the scenes with K KG, Ray Allen, and uh, really, Pierce. really, yeah, yeah. I, I need to find that clip. I, I, I never saw that. Yeah, because you know they're showing behind the scenes back, right, know, right. The, as they're you know getting together, blah blah. Because I saw the yeah, one, I saw the one where they had all the Celtics. That's that was there, and Ray Allen wasn't there. And I'm just thinking, like, come on, man, like, how's Ray Allen not in that picture? Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm like that's ridiculous. Like he like he did help you win a ring. Like for come on, man. Like I thought that was nonsense. Yeah, I agree. Um, I love KG, but I'm 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 Team Ray on that one, man. Like I'm like like again. What do you what do you want the guy to do? Like oh, I agree. I, I you know that you know from what I I've been seeing that it's a cold business, man. It's cold blooded. Like you know these guys, you know they make deals, they cut players, you know. Um, some players don't find out that they cut. They're watching TV and they find that they've been traded. <laughs> and I don't understand how that works. Like, how is it hard just to pick up a phone and tell a guy, "Yo, you're traded"? Before he gets right? traded, you, you, as you're finding out on TV, you like players are like I found out. I'm finding out on TV. I'm finding out like you know the same time everybody else is. I'm like, how do you do business like that? How do you, or, you know, just or, call a guy? Listen, it's a call. You know. I think it's harder to talk to a person, so send them a text, send them a phone call. Listen, we appreciate everything you did for us, but we're trading. Boom, let the guy know, give him a heads up. Before, right? so before you find out business, from, like, so. yeah, before he finds out from everybody else. Yeah, so I don't blame Ray Allen for doing what he did. You know, at the end of the day, you got to think about you. 
You know, like, you're really not hurting anybody. It's not like, you know, you do anything. You just make it, you made a, a decision. You don't need people's approval, and you do what you did. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a business. And, 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 to, and to your point, yeah, you hear some guys there finding out, like, on TV, finding out on Twitter, you know, finding out on House of Highlights they've been traded. I think mm-hmm. I still think the worst one of all, the worst story I think of all time to me, especially for the guy of, of his stature to, to find out the way he did was Patrick Ewing when he got traded from the Knicks. I think he, they said he was just driving like through Manhattan and basically heard it on the radio that he got traded. And I'm like, for a guy that gave his, you know, like 15 years of, of he put New York City on his back to put the Knicks mm-hmm. on his back for 50. They haven't been that successful since he's left. You know what I mean, and and like you can't give that guy a call and tell the guy, hey man, thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm like, yo, like to, for him to find out over the radio, I'm like, that's that's the co- I know the business is a cold business, but that's I mean, nah, man, that's 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 too that's way too much. That's way that's too much. You can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that, man. That's cold blooded. So I don't blame again. I don't blame Ryan. Do your thing. No, for sure. this, you know, and I guess that's what LeBron, you know, really started doing. He's just like, yo. You know, they see how this thing works. They're like, all right, we're just gonna. I'm gonna control you know? it. Yeah, we're yeah. taking control of our stuff. Yeah, and 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 I, and I always res- I I respect him for that part of it at least. You know, the player empowerment stuff. I I don't knock him for that. Um, yeah. But with with that said, you know, obviously, you know, the the Nets and the and the Sixers had that crazy trade, and it's given us the Embiid Harden combination right now. And mm-hmm. I know they just finished playing. I I I'll have to check the score to see if uh, Philly held on to the victory. But Philly won. They I'm won? watching the game. Philly okay. won. Okay, so yeah, so I figured. And I mean, it's only three games. But what what are your thoughts on watching James and Joel play with each other so far? Like, I know it's early, but what what are you thinking about when you see them? And like, what are you projecting? Well, I think it's great. I I think. Um, I think obviously during the regular season they're going to do their thing. Like James Harden has demonstrated that, you know, he can be up to, he can be unselfish. He can do whatever the team needs him to do. So if he needs to be a facilitator, he'll be a facilitator. If he needs to be, you know, a scorer like the Houston Rockets have him doing, then he'll do that. Um, but working with a legit big man like like Joel Embiid, you know, they're definitely going to make noise, right? Um, it's always, it's not even the superstars that you have to worry about. It's the role players and how they, you know, fall in line and do their job, right? And, you know, are they going to be disgruntled and, you know, do they care more about their numbers and stats or do they care about winning, right? Are they smart enough to understand that if you win, you actually make more money, right? Right. Not only just through in, in incentives in your contract of how far you go in the playoff, but after, if you win a ring, because everybody loves winners, and then you know you can go somewhere else to make even more money, right? So you know it it it, it, will, it will be interesting to see how the role players, because you know James Harden is going to do his thing. You know the usage. You know I was watching the game and they talked about it. Um, the usage rate. Um, you know for a guy like Tobias Harris who needs to handle the ball a lot, his numbers are going down, mm-hmm. and it, you know you find that usually role players their numbers go up because they don't do much with the ball anyways. You know they have it's. It hits their hands, it's either it shots up or it's a pass, right? They're not sitting there ISO dribbling. So, you know, when you play with a guy like James Harden and, and Joel um, Embiid and, and they, their usage rate is high, you know, you really have to 
if you're Tobias Harris, you really have to conform to like, okay, you know, I got to be a catch-and-shoot guy. I got to be efficient with the ball, like Tyrese Maxey. Like, you know, he's being, he's great. Like, you look at his numbers, right, and he's efficient, right? He doesn't need the ball. He doesn't need to be dancing with the ball. He just catches it, make a quick, a good decision, attacks the basket, you know, uh, hits a jumper. So, I think it'd be great, but, you know, I don't think the, I think they'll, I think the feeling will get to the Eastern Conference final. Maybe the playoffs? I don't know. I can see them in the Eastern Conference finals, but I don't see them winning the chip. I just, James Harden is just not that dude. You know, he's not, he's not that dude that will, do the, that will get you there, that gets you a chip. He's just not built that, he's just not built that way. I don't, I don't see him doing that. Um, and you're going to need him to do it, you know. It's not going to be Joel Embiid in the game when he shot. It's going to be James Harden trying to ISO and, you know, taking those big shots. So I don't see it, but that's just me. But I think they'll do well. I think Eastern Conference Finals may be NBA Finals. Yeah, I so I mean, so far it's kind of what I expected. You know what I mean? Like, we haven't seen them play against the elite teams yet. I mean, they've, they've played the Knicks twice and the, and the T-Wolves, but... You know, with that trade, I, I felt like Embiid Harden combo would be an incredible duel. Just think of just think of how both of them play. You know what I mean? Like they don't generally occupy the same spaces at the same time. Like Harden distributes the ball. You got Maxi off the ball in space to score. Um, you know, James Harden, he can get his, obviously. He's like he's one of the great scorers that we've seen in the league. But he, he also provides something that Joel hasn't had since Jimmy Butler was on their team back in twenty nineteen. He, he's a he's another teammate that consistently gets a double team, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I think that's the biggest thing. Well, here's the the biggest thing with that is, you know, Embiid is putting up MVP stats, you know, doing everything on that team as we've seen, um, and and I think even including like you know dribbling the ball up the floor, getting it, getting his team into sets sometimes, but and that comes with a certain you know sets of pressures, you know, what I mean, which you know I'm not saying he can't handle it, he he can. But how sustainable is that going into the playoffs when he's being run like that all the time? It's I don't know how like that the percentage of that isn't great. But with Harden now, like you're seeing in, in those three games at least, he's getting easier baskets just because of the tension that that's getting drawn to Harden. But you know, but also Harden's playmaking gives him easier looks. Like that last game against the Knicks on Sunday, he went to the line 27 times. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so like the game is now easier. Like the the pick and rolls now is just easy because you know James is now the threat. It's not Tyrone Maxi, you know Tyrese Maxi doing that. You know what I mean? It's 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 Harden. So you got to pay attention to what you know when he rolls off that screen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I have no idea like what this is going to mean for them in terms of winning a chip. You know what I mean? But I think it does make them a contender. And I'll Touch on your point that you're saying about James, right? And this, and this is the if there's a con in this, because I love, I love the fact that they're together. I think it's great. I think it's going to work out well. I think both teams kind of won that trade, even though Brooklyn got more, like they got more pieces. But I think both teams won the trade, or like they both did well. My issue is James's performance in the playoffs. It's it doesn't match up with his regular season performance. Like he doesn't tank. Exactly. He doesn't tank in the playoffs, but it's not. You know, for a guy of that caliber, you want him to like, you know, if you're averaging 28, 29 in the regular season, you got to up that to like 30, 32. You can't go to 25. You know what exactly. I mean? Like that's for for a guy of his caliber, it's a huge difference. You feel and that you when close you start. Up right. 
No, it's exactly. And then on top of that, you couple that with the fact that Doc Rivers, when his team, when he has the odds with him, his teams have this crazy knack of underachieving in the playoffs. Like, I mean, the last two years is just a strong example of that. You know, so I'm not, I'm not going to be the guy that rubber stamps him as the champs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But exactly, yeah. But at at the same time, like they're they're definitely a threat. I just don't know what it means yet because I want to see them play the Milwaukee's, the Miami's, you know what I mean? Like the Chicago's. I want to see them play some more elite teams first before you form this decision. But um, exactly. But it, but, it looks, but it looks good, though. It does look good so far. It looks oh, seamless. Yeah, it, looks, it, looks very, it looks very seamless right now. Yeah, regular season, you know, everything is great regular season. I, I you know, I'm more about the playoffs. I, you know, I watch the regular season for the entertainment, but the playoffs, that's when I start. That's when I see who the, who the true ballers are. That's when you see who steps and who falls back. So I'm all about the playoffs. For me, that's what you know. I want to see who steps up, and you know, you are who you are. James Harden is a guy that you know he doesn't close out series. He doesn't win you series. So um, you know, I'm not regular season. They'll be fine, like you said. They'll be a great one-two punch, and. But I don't see them winning a chip. Do, do really but do you need do you need him to be the closer though? Can't can't Embiid be that guy? Like right now, no. where his game is at right now, I don't know. Do you, like can he be that guy? Because I mean, if even if you're falling, be shooting like eighty something percent from the line, he gets good shots. No, you don't think so? Why though? Um, I think it's 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 no different than when even if you have a dominant center, you're still going to need a. a a guard mm-hmm. to close out because you just with a guard you have the ball at the top of the key yeah. right at the top and it's you can see the double teams coming from a mile away but also um you know there's less defender the the base like post players Joe Joe is not going to be on the perimeter closing the game out if he's going to close the game out he's going to be close to the basket mm-hmm. right and you know, the baseline's a defender, right? And so, depending on how you run your double team, it kind of shrinks the court. If you're somebody with James, like James Harden, you're you're operating from the top, you know, or a guard that operates from the top, you have more, you can see where double teams come from, but you have more room to maneuver, escape the double teams, or make the right, the right pass. And I just think it's easier, you know, as a closeout guy, the whole point is to, there's no defense that can stop what you can do. So if James Harden is going into a step back, where he's going to his right step back, you know, he's, he's on a strong, a strong hand stepping back, right? That's those buckets that you just can't account for, right? There's no way to scheme for that. You just, you hope he just misses. Or we're talking about James Harden, but any guard. And that's why you have most guards are the guys that close the games out. Right. Right as opposed to a big man, because just where big men are, right, they're restricting the amount of move, the amount of um, space they can move and just to create off the dribble, right? To, you know... Especially when the, the shot clock's going down and stuff, right? Yeah, shift the defender, get him leaning one way, hit him a fadeaway step, whatever. You know, drive hard, stop on a dime, step back. It's You can't do all that, right? Um, you know, when you're in the post. So, um, you know, you can try and feed Joel Embiid a lot, um, but eventually they'll start running double team at him, right? Mm-hmm. Eventually they'll start putting him in, you know, setting him in the baseline where the defender is, and, you know, so he's going behind the basket, restricting his passing, right? So that's why you're going to need 
that's why you need a guard. You need a guard to close out. You need a a guard that's a killer or that could create those or a player that could create those shots. Not even a guard. Like that's why KD, where KD operates from, right? He operates from the um uh, from, the key. from the top of the key, right? You know, he'll he'll take it to the mid post or the block and hit some fadeaways. When it's closing time, you know, like what he did to LeBron when he was with the Golden State Warriors, you see him dribble up and just raise up, you know, yeah. um, almost at local, right? And he was bombing, you know. So the closer is always going to be a guard, right? Just for those reasons I just explained, right? Your post player is not going to be a closer. Now, you could, you could be like Shaq, and B could be like Shaq and dominate, right? You know, dominating the post, his feed him, his pick and roll, whatever, but. When it starts getting to the fourth quarter, you know, seven, eight, eight, seven, six minutes left in the game, right? That's where James Harden needs to step up, you know, start hitting, hitting, creating, and so I don't, and I don't think he's going to do that. You could try to rely on Embiid, but I don't think that's going to happen. Well, you know, speaking of guards, Ja, Ja, <laughs> how far, how <laughs> Ja, like how far can they go? Like when you look at Ja Morant, you look at Memphis. Like how how far can they go? Like how- uh, this, this year, this year it's baby steps, man. Last year was the play-in. This year they'll they'll go past. They'll make it past. The they're losing the they're losing the semifinals, the second round. They'll make it. They won't. They'll make it, they'll make it out of the first round, right? Because they, you know, and this is why it's always good to make the playoffs because that's the real like that's when the real basketball starts, right? And that's where your growth as a basketball player really happens. And once you make it to the playoffs, then you're like, okay, so this is what basketball is really about. Now, when you go through the regular season, um, you have a better pace. You pace yourself, right? You know to pick your spots. You know when to go on runs. When to, you know, um, you know, home court advantage is important. So there's a certain level of focus that you have in. You start closing out games better during the regular season because you've done it in the playoffs. You know, you've been in situations in the playoffs that force you to slow the clock down, time and score. Where are we going to go with a bucket, right? And you, you start reading the game better once you've been to the playoffs. And that's what's happening with Memphis, right? So going to the playoffs was great great for their growth as young players. And I think this year they'll make it past the first round and that's it. Now next year, let's talk about next year now. Now you have these young players. Now they're building up confidence. Now they're figuring it out. You know, you, you know, and everybody stays healthy. You never know, right? You, you, you make a, you know, you're making a savvy bet. You know, to also, you know, help, help, help these guys, you never know. Now you might be looking at the, the Western Conference Finals. Now they're really giving, you know, the Golden States and the Phoenix Suns a run for their money, right? So, with John, John's great. Um, and again, I, I, I think I mentioned this, but people don't really talk about it a lot. But every year, this guy, and it was the same thing with Westbrook. But people, again, people just glance over it. Every year, this guy gets his, you know, since he's been in the league. He's had some something done in his knee, some minor operation done in his knee. Right? Nothing major. You know, no no, you know, like big AC but always some little things to clean out his knee. Right? And you know, that's gonna add up, right? Especially when you're playing a hundred games, right? Or close to hundred games. And being a super <laughs> athlete at that size. And then being there you're jumping and you're exploding. So these things, man, so you know, these things add up, right? So we'll see. You know, I like he's obviously and he's again, he's exciting to watch. He's explosive. He's so quick and shifty with the ball. 
he's, there's three pro shots coming along. His Jay's coming along. And obviously, he needs to be make it way more consistent. But you know, we'll see. We'll see. You know, Memphis is definitely making a noise, and it's the wild, wild west again. Um, you know, you have the top teams up there, and um, it's going to be fun. So I like what he's doing, and then you know, hopefully, when Dylan Brooks comes back. You know, he's a Draymond Green. He's the energy giver on that team, right? And That can score. Yeah, that can score, and he brings toughness, right? Yeah. You know, toughness, So, which is good, right? That's what you need. You know, you need, you need, you need, a, uh, you know, you need one of those guys. He's going to get in the guys' face. He's going to hold guys accountable. He's going to drape up men in the locker room. You know, you need a guy like that, right? And like, so. Like, right, right now, they're half a game behind Golden State right now, yeah. right? They're forty three and twenty as 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 of this recording right now, um, but like you know, you keep hearing the question of like you know Ja Morant like he's inching towards superstardom, right? Like, so I mean to me, there's you know I don't count all stars as superstars. I think there's only about eight to ten superstars in the league right now. Yeah. I'll say maybe about ten. So you know, off the top of my head, what LeBron, KD, Giannis, Steph, um, Kawhi, um. Embiid, I'd put Embiid in there. I'd put Harden in there. I'd put Joker in there. I'd put Dame in there. Um, I would say Luca right now, even though he's still young in his career. But I, I'm, I'm willing to say him right now. And is Ja in that category, or is he on the cusp? Like That's I, th- so, yeah. So I, I think right now he's at, he's, he's like, he's on the elevator, waiting to go to that level. You know, yeah. but he's but he's pressing the button like he's trying to make this thing come faster. You know, like, <laughs> like, and, and it's funny because the superstars that are that are the ones I mentioned outside of, uh, I guess you want to say Embiid and and uh, I guess Luca. Every every one of them has at least either won a title or at least went to a conference final, if not a final, right? Yeah. With the exception of Embiid and like even Dame's gone to one, Joker's gone to one in the bubble. Oh, so Dame's to gone to one. Like I'm saying, at least a conference final, at least a conference final or final. Sorry, he has. Who, who are you talking about? Me. Yeah, he did in 2019. They did. Yeah, they they. I think they played the Warriors and they got swept. <laughs> but <laughs> but he went. But he but he did go. He did go to at least one. Right. So, okay. uh, but I'm saying like, out of all those guys, Luca's probably the only one. But I, I'll still give Luca that nod right now because of you know the this guy's been like an All NBA player. Pretty much first or second team since since he's been in the league, you mm-hmm. know. So I'll, I'll I'll give him that nod, but but yeah, I, I think. But I think Josh. I don't think he's a superstar yet. I just think. But I think he's at the elevator, just pressing the buttons rapidly, trying to like wait for those doors to open so he can go upstairs. You know, yeah. and and to and to me, for him, it could happen as fast as this summer. It just depends on how the playoffs roll out. Like if he yeah. if, if he goes on one of those runs right now, like during the spring, and all of a sudden they're in a conference finals, like would that be enough to qualify him? Because right now, like, even if they stay at the three seed and they push Golden State, who's in the number two seed, to seven games and they lose, and he has a monster series, it might be enough to call him that, you know, at, at, at this stage. You know what I mean? Like, call, that, him a, call him a superstar? Like, it, it could be. Like, depending on the, on the run he goes on. I think it's kind of, you know, bearing out. Because even last year, last year, I had to look up these stats. You know, I mean, they lost in the first round, as you mentioned. I think they played Utah and lost in, like, five games. But in those five games, he averaged thirty-five and eight. You know, his first playoff series. I mean, mm-hmm. it's pretty. It's pretty damn good. Like the potential is there for him to make this leap. 
you know, I think that he just lacked, you know, they just lacked that type of experience, you know, and, and that, of course, that pressure is different when you're when you're being hunted. You know what I mean? As opposed to just, you know, you, you got nothing to lose. But yeah. the type of mentality that, that they have from the beginning, like, I don't think I don't know, man. I don't I, only I don't think that pressure worries them like that dog mentality, you know, permeates throughout that whole roster. Like, you know, you're mentioning Dylan Brooks, but I, I like I had a chance to go to the, the summer league a few years back. You know, and I've told the story about certain other uh, moments or, or players, but I remember watching this moment with with uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., where I think he caught a dunk. He caught a nice move where he got a dunk. You know, he kind of fell, and you know they ran the, the team ran a fast break, quick up the floor, and this guy got up, sprinted down, and 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 threw this guy's shit off the glasses within like five seconds. You know what I mean? The whole crowd was like, "Holy shit!" Like like he did it so fast, but it was. It was that heart he had. Like even in that moment, you're like, "Yo, this kid's gonna be something." Like, there's no one, honestly. There's like nobody's talking about this too. But I don't know, man. I watched these the last couple of years. I've been watching them go up against Golden State, even though Golden State's kind of back right now. They match up really well with the Warriors, man. Yeah, because they're young. They're yeah. young like the Warriors. They're not scared of the Warriors. You're right. Yeah, like I said, Dylan Brooks brings toughness and. He's gonna. Anybody shows fear, he's gonna punch them in their face. So they're not gonna. <laughs> they're not gonna. You know, they're gonna. They're gonna come in a hoop. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's it's the pressure. It's it's about experiencing Experience, something, right? Right, right? and it, it's if you've never been, you know, experienced something before, especially the playoffs, like the NBA playoffs, right? And you have to. These are things you have to go through. Remember, the, the Warriors went through that with the Spurs, right? Mm-hmm. And I always said the Warriors was, were a younger version of the Spurs. And sure enough, the basketball that they play, and people, and again, I'm amazed at how people just gloss over this, right? It's summertime, right? That's what, that's what they call it when Popovich came back and just started implementing the .5, the balls in your hand for .5 seconds, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's, a, again, shoot, dribble, or pass, right? Triple threat, shoot, dribble, or pass, right? And you got to make a quick decision. And, you know, they talk about it too. They get the ball, you know, and Carlton does it. You put your head down, you drive hard, help come, you kick. And guys will just do that, right? Penetrate, kick, and then, you know, pick a roll, come off, kick. Pick a roll, you know, start the penetration, you start swinging the ball, right? So if you watch the Spurs, it's quick ball movement, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why it, it, I mean, the Golden State Warriors, they, they just basically, and it wasn't rocket science, right? It just, you just copy winning basketball. And what, what the Spurs did a great job of was moving the ball really quick. And they knew, you know, there's no ISO ball. And it's great when you have catch-and-shoot guys like Stephen Clay. But right? also there's, there's times when the shot clock's running down and you need that situation where you do. You know, you go to ISO. But for the majority of the game, it's, it's ball movement. Guys are cutting, moving around the ball. And then they play defense, right? So you have that on offense. So what you're doing is you're making the offense, you're making the the, the 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 defense work, right? And then when you're on now, when they go on offense, right, and they're playing ISO ball, and you're just sitting there, you know, and you're being active and talking and getting the drive lanes. Now you're shutting them down, and they get tired because now they're working so hard, you know, on on the uh, defensive end because they're chasing guys around. So, but Memphis is a younger is a young team. Right, and they're tough. They're not as scared. You know, Dylan Brooks not as scared of uh, of stuff. He's gonna punch him in his belly when the rest not looking. Mm-hmm. Right, he's gonna elbow Clay Thompson in his jaw. 
right? You know, these light-skinned cats, yeah. <laughs> so light-skinned light on light-skinned violence. So, you know, but they're definitely not, and you're right, it's a matchup thing. They're definitely not afraid of them, right? And they welcome, they welcome that challenge. So I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be interesting. I have to watch John Moore. You know, I have to really watch him more because he does, like you say, he does put up numbers, man. They're like, he's like Iverson. Just, you know, he's, there's just nothing he can do about it. He's so fast and you get to his spot. He, he's, just, he's just a really exciting player. So it's, inter- it, it's going to be good to see how they do. Yeah, like I, I'm hoping they stay in that 2-3 spot, to, honestly, because I think it's going to be, it would make for a great playoffs. Like, listen, I would still pick Golden State to win that series just based on all their experience, but... Would I be floored? Like, would I be stunned if like Memphis upset them in a series? Not. Re- I'll be honest. Not really. Just because you know they say that Styles makes fights. Like, I feel like both those guys. Like, like for some reason, like it is youth, but some of it is just the style of how they play. It just it just goes really. It just matches up really well with the Warriors. So, mm-hmm. I, so I would still pick the Warriors, but I just wouldn't be. I wouldn't be floored if like Golden State lost to to Memphis because I think Memphis like. They're trying to skip steps, man. They're not waiting for that, like, you know, we got to lose before they win, you know, for the next five years before we start really winning. Like, they're, they're like, they're trying to, they're trying to skip a couple years, man. Yeah, yeah, and the basketball guards are going to be like, yo, relax. You have to lose first. <laughs> it's not, nobody wants to lose, but that's how you go. You just have to, it's the growing pains, right? You got to right. go through those growing pains. And, you know, that's, you know, that's what makes you stronger, right? Going through those growing pains, you learn from those losses. And that's how you learn. Oh, this way we could do differently in this situation. Yeah, and 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 you can't say it's unprecedented if they skip steps because I mean, yes, uh, the acquisition of Chris Paul, you know, helped that team immensely it, it, over in Phoenix. But I mean, they went from missing the playoffs to going to the finals. You know what I mean? And then and then this year they're like, you know, they basically have the best record in the league. I mean, outside of Chris Paul, nobody else had that experience. You know what I mean? At least their core guys didn't. You know what I mean? Their young guys didn't. But like. It could happen. I'm not saying they're gonna, Memphis is going to make the finals. Like I'm not going to jump the gun and say all that, but mm-hmm. you know. But it's just I, I'm 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 I, I have my eye on them. Let's let's say that much. Like I, I'm not. I'm definitely not ignoring them. Um, right. Let me let me let me move to DeRozan for a moment though. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy for this guy O'Neal. Like Demar is having an amazing season by by any stretch of the imagination, especially when you look at his stats. But because I live in Toronto. Is is it wrong that I'm very skeptical into the playoffs? <laughs> uh, as you say, you're very happy for him. I'm like, yeah, me too. But no, I want to see the playoffs. <laughs> so no, you're not wrong because I love Demar Derozan. I, you know, he's a true professional. When he was here, and the stories that, like I knew again, I say this, tell the story all the time. I knew guys that work. I know guys that still work at the ATC, work security. Yeah, and they're like at twelve o'clock at night, Derozan's in the part of practice court working on his mid range game, mm-hmm. right? That's why it's paying off, right? Because he put in the work. He put in the work. And I, when I heard that, you know, it, just, it warmed my heart. It was just, you put a smile on your face. And it was just so great to see somebody that was different than Vince Carter. I mean, Vince Carter, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, that was putting in the work. that cared about the, the city and the franchise. And so, but at the end of the day, when the playoffs came around, he was emotional, right? Couldn't get them over that hump. And just that's just who he was, you know? And LeBron was in his head. LeBron owned him. Right, and so something had to be done. You know, you don't want you don't want to you don't want to see him go, but you know it's about winning chips, right? So what he's doing is no surprise to me. I'm like, no, he's a mid range specialist. If you know anything about scoring, the guy's a mid range specialist. 
And if you look at all, to me, all scores have a mid-range game. Mm-hmm. So him putting up buckets now is just now he's just what in his tenth, twelfth year, whatever it is, he's just good. You know the game's really slowed down for him. Mm-hmm. You, you watch how he scores; he just gets to his spots. He just he knows what he, you know. I try to tell guys it's either or. He, he's like, I'm gonna go right if you try to take that way. I got a counter move. I'm gonna go left, pull up Jay in your eye. I'm gonna go left. You take that way. I'm gonna go spin, go right, pull up Jay in your eye. I'm gonna go to the rim because he's athletic. But that's another thing too. Does he, he uses athleticism? Only when he has to, right? He's not always, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he picks his spot. And that's you can tell that he's now, the game's really slowed down for him. Because he can still get up. He can still dunk. He just, he used, you know, he, he doesn't rely on it as much. He just goes to the old man game, mid-range, catch and shoot, back you down, give you an MJ fadeaway. People like Kobe are like, no, no, no. That's the MJ fadeaway, right? And then, you know, so... What he's doing is amazing. I, I am, you know, like you said, I, I totally agree with you, happy for him, but I'm like, let me see the playoffs. Yeah. If, like, if, if you make it to the if he makes it to the NBA Finals, then I'll I'll, I'll be shedding tears for DeMar DeRozan. Then I'll be really happy. I'll be, yeah. You know, that'd be, that'd be a watershed moment for me if he makes it to the NBA Finals. If he wins the chip, you know, I'll definitely be crying for him because that's what he needs to get over. He needs to get to the NBA Finals, right? Because he's done it already with Toronto. He's gone to the um, conference finals to, and stuff. Yeah, Eastern, did he get? To, did we get? We didn't get to the Eastern Conference Finals. We did. NBA. We did one year. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. See, so if we get to the NBA Finals, then then I'll be happy for him. So you know, that's that's the benchmark for me. What he's doing right now, he's already he's done before in Toronto. You know, we've seen it before. So I mean, you know, it's what's new. So I don't I don't get too excited about this. I just want to see what he does. So I'm happy for him, though. You know. He's, he's, you know, he's, he, um, one of the reasons why I, I like what he's doing too is just, it always drives home the counter argument to the analytics, the nerds about, you know, how the mid range is the worst shot in basketball. I know. I like, you know, this comes from people who don't know about basketball because if you're scoring, you know, you need a mid range game in your game. You know, you need a mid range game to put up these numbers, right? You have, yeah. you, have to, you have to be a three level scorer, right? And that's why, why, you know, people, and this goes to kind of LeBron where people are like, oh, LeBron's averaging 30. I'm like, LeBron's averaging 30 because now his jump shot's consistent. Yeah. Right? People are like, well, LeBron could do that if he wanted to. I'm like, no, he can't because he wanted to and he couldn't do it because mm-hmm. his J was so inconsistent and because he's so conscious of his stats and his numbers, right, that, that you know, he, he, wouldn't, he would stop shooting when he knew he was off. But now he feels good. 19 years, Jay's consistent now. That's why he's at. That's why he's at uh, thirty points. Look at you know, think about the look at I guarantee if if you break down his numbers and you look at the threes that he's making now. Oh, it's way more. It's way more compared than to when he, yeah. before when he was averaging about you know twenty around twenty five. He's making more threes because now it's very consistent. So you know, this is what happens when you get older. You you get locked in more. Your you, your jump shots become more consistent. And even DeRozan is starting to shoot the three a little bit more, a little bit consistently. So. When these things are happening and you're a three level scorer, you know, this what's gonna you're gonna be putting up big numbers. It's easy to put up big numbers when you can shoot the three mid range and also get to the rim. So I'm happy for the Rosen. Um, but I wanna see him get to the NBA finals. Get to the NBA finals and then you know, then for me it, it would be, you know, amazing. But you know, doing what you did before, you know, it, I'm not excited about something that I've seen you done before. 
Yeah, I, I keep watching it and just thinking like, is, is it like, is this real or is it like a mirage? Is it like a regular season mirage? And I keep yeah. asking these questions and I keep coming with the same answer, which is I have no idea. I have no idea. Like, I, I respect the evolution of his game at this point. Like, he's become, you know, going to San Antonio, the positive in that was that he got more well-rounded in his game. You know, he's be, he was really unstoppable the last month of the year. But it's like, I just, I, I can't ignore that playoff record, man, that track record. It's stained in my yeah. brain. I can't unsee it. Like, even, even the one year he made the playoffs in San Antonio was the same thing. I want to support him, man. I, I truly want to support him, and I do support him. But but those performances in the playoffs, man, they were they were historically her- horrific, yep. and, it, and it gives me pause. Like I, like I'm O'Neal, I'm I'm jaded. I'm slightly jaded. I'm jaded, yep. and and I, and I think the Bulls are going to be a good playoff team. But the the thing about them is, could it be a Phoenix situation like I mentioned earlier, where like that one player comes and levels a team up? I don't know, but the one thing I know is that none of those core guys have any heavy playoff experience. Not like Demar. The only one that you could say has it is Caruso, but you know you're not you're not putting the team on Caruso's back to win. You know, so they're going to be leaning on him, and I, I think this is kind of like to me as great as he's playing, it's kind of like a make or break situation for him. Like, has he learned from those playoff failures, and will he be able to help lead this new crop? Because think Zach Levine's yeah. never been there. Um, but, only okay. played a couple of games, like a couple of playoff but, series. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Lonzo Ball, these guys haven't played. None of these guys have played, been in the had playoff moments. Listen, Zach Levine, they got Kobe White. Eh? Kobe White could get buckets. Yeah, oh, he's play. good. He's a good player. I like him. So, I like him a lot. So we'll see. I mean, DeRozan, you know, is the only one experience. So I can see, I can see, you know, Zach Levine and Kobe, you know, being hyper and. You know, be excited, but hopefully they'll settle down and make some because they could, you know, Zach could be to make big shots. He's never been in the playoffs, so we'll see how that goes. And neither has Kobe White, so we'll see how that goes. But because yeah. that was the yeah. one thing, that was the one impressive thing about Booker last year for a guy that was, that that played in his first, you know, that was the first time he was in the playoffs. Man, mm-hmm. I, I thought even from from the beginning, like he, there was no nerves. Like that guy came the ball like right off the top. You know, I was really like it, it. Actually, made me like respect him more. You know what I mean? The fact that like he, the way he played right through the finals, like he was right. like he was averaging about twenty five, and like every like he was giving it to guys all the time. Like from literally from the first game of the playoffs, like I, like that was really impressive. You know what I mean? So, uh, like, could, could Zach Levine be that same guy? Like I I I wonder. He, he there's a potential that he can, but you just you know. But I think there like uh, Booker is more. I would say he's a little bit more of the anomaly. Then it is like a regular thing that a player comes in their first playoffs and just dominates everybody from jump. Usually, you take your little lumps, as you know mentioned earlier, right? Like, you take your little lumps. You know, you you make have those situations where you haven't been in before and you're nervous. But nah, man. Like you know, he was he was preaching that mama mentality from, you know, from all, all through the playoffs last year. He was preaching it, and like I, like I'm wondering if a guy like Zach Levine could do the same thing like you know but like I, like that to me that's the thing like Chicago's going to be dependent on DeRozan's experience in the playoffs and I'm like uh, I don't know man I, I don't know it, it gives me great pause let me just let me just say that um your your dark horse team like do you, is there a dark horse team that you that you like that you think will make noise during this latest stretch and in, into the playoffs 
feel free to feel free to look at the standings if you want. <laughs> no, I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it. Um, part of me, part of me wanted to give a really hot take and say the Lakers. Oh God, no! Don't do that. I know. <laughs> um, part of me really wanted me to say that. Wanted to say that because I'm like, you, you really can't bet against LeBron. But you know, my dark horse is the Celtics, man. The top five in defense. Uh, 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 okay. You know, and you know that's the point of picking a dark horse, right? Right. Like somebody, and so because everybody has the Heat, the Bulls, and the Sixers. Yeah, I mean, I would but, say those are those are kind but, of favorites. They're not really. I wouldn't consider them a dark horse, right? Right. So that's why I picked the Celtics, right? Because nobody's considering the Celtics. Yeah. But everybody think everybody has the Nets. Even the Nets are in what eighth place. Yeah. And uh, people think the next are the seven sixers, right? Yeah, Miami's number one, but people that you know, my, so the top four, what Miami? You got Miami, Philly, the Bucks, and the Nets. Those are your top four. Chicago, right? yeah. those are second. So, yeah, you know, but my Buckos is the Celtics, just because they're top five in the de- in defense, and so. Um, and they're and the and it's a good pick because I, I was thinking about them too because, you know, for young players. You know they, their core has at least been in some. They've been they've been in some wars. They've 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 lost some skin in the game in some of these playoff wars they've had. Right, yep. Tatum, Tatum and Brown is you know this new renaissance of of the Celtics. You know they've they've been through all those playoff wars. You know, yep. like last year I think was was the first time I think they actually lost in the first round. Every other year they're at least making the second round of the conference finals. So you know the fact that like it seems like. Um, you know Boston's coach. I still can't say his name for for some goddamn reason, but 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 it's like but he, like you can see like he's starting to it's kind of you know, smoothing out those edges now. You know it took it took a while for them to get acclimated, but you can see it, especially defensively they they've kind of figured some things out now. You know yeah. I, I agree with you with that. I still think though you know not having it, like a point guard is going to bite them in the ass. The Celtics are top five, the top ten, top ten. Uh, Phoenix Suns is definitely goat, and no surprise, the two best teams, Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors, are top two. Top two, yeah. Memphis is two, is tied with the Golden State. So again, these teams, right? Um, yeah, there's a reason why they're the top defense wins, right? And so you have Memphis, Phoenix, and Golden State, the top three, the yeah. top five, the Heat and the Bulls. So Celtics are eight. But you know, I pick them as my dark horse. You know, I I don't, I don't want to say Memphis because I think that's everybody's quote unquote dark horse. If you want, even want to call them that at this point, you can't call them a dark horse. Yeah, I don't think they're a dark horse at this point. Not at this point. People have them. Some people have them go to the second round or or the finals. I've heard some people think they 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 can go to the finals. I'm like, slow down a little bit. But you Mm -hmm. know, but like I can see where people are getting excited. You know. Um, thought about uh, Boston, but I'm going with Dallas. You know, I, I Dallas, I, Dallas, who? Dallas, the Dallas Mavericks, Dallas, as a dark horse. Dallas. As a as a dark horse, they've they've committed to this team. You know, in terms of getting rid of of uh, of your boy Porzingis, you know, they've they've definitely got rid of Porzingis, which is I think it's it's kind of almost like a an addition by subtraction at this point. I think Luca's been playing way better during the last two months. He's gotten himself in shape, and since January first, they're twenty and seven, and they're actually fifth in defensive rating right now. 
Mm-hmm. Like they're currently fifth in the West, right? Like the, if everything stays the way it is, they would be meeting Utah in the first round. Would it be shock? Would it be a shock if they beat Utah, even though Utah themselves is tough? Like, would you be like, oh my God, they beat Utah? Like, are you are you kidding me? Like, would you be stunned if that happened? Everybody beats Utah. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying, though. Like, I, I think with the team that they have, like, they're not a big team, but like, I think you know, Lucas got that. You know, they, they even though what the, the the two years they've been in the playoffs, they lost both times to the Clippers. But like, those were kind of drag out series where you had two of the best perimeter players, and they couldn't do nothing with this guy. You know what I mean? And if they meet somebody like Utah, who's stopping? If they if 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 Paul George and Kawhi Leonard couldn't stop Luca, you know what I mean? Like, who's stopping him on this team now? Like if 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 Utah meets them, there's nobody that's going to be on that team that's going to stop them. They're they're you know I I still think they're a piece or so away. I'm not saying they're going to win the finals or anything like that, but I I can see them the way they've been playing right now, O'Neal. Like I I can see them finishing really strong. Like you're gonna you're you're gonna look back and be like, yo, this these guys won fifty something games. What the hell happened? How how is this possible? You know, and and giving like a team like Utah all they can they can handle in the, in the first round. Like I I I don't know the fact that like. Their fifth in defensive rating to me is really impressive. Are you? Sorry? What am I, what am I looking at there? Because I'm looking at Phoenix Suns, Golden State Warriors, Miami Heat, Chicago Bulls, Sixers, Jazz, Celtics, Mavericks. They're tied with the Celtics. Yeah, defensive rating team stats. Team's general defense. Yeah, defensive rating. Yeah, right now they're fifth. I'm looking at. Uh, Offensive rating, they're 17th, but defensive rating, at least I'm looking at it on the score, that they're 5th. 30th in pace, though. They play slow. <laughs> but but defensive rating, I'm seeing your 5th. I am seeing your fifth. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah. But, you look something different than me, man. Yeah, maybe. Well, they're in the top They're in the top 10 for sure. Like, that. that that's, I think that's, uh, there's no question about that. So, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting, though, man. Like, I... You know what? You might be right because the defensive rating is 107. Right. 107.7. Right. Yeah, I got 107. Well, the Celtics, their defensive rating is 105. I'm looking at I'm looking at teams' general defense. That's that stat that I'm looking at. So you might be right because Phoenix Suns, their defensive rating is 105. Mm-hmm. Golden State Warriors is actually 104. Hmm. So they're number one. Phoenix is number two. Right? Then you go down to... The Celtics use that 105, so they're number three, right? And um, and then you have Memphis and and um, Dallas at 107. Yeah. So yeah, so I, I was right. So Celtics, I was looking at the wrong thing because I was, looking, I think they were just looking at the overall, every single thing, opponents, um, you know, so they have opponents rating, field goals, all that stuff. Yeah. Right. But if you, if you're looking at defensive rating, yeah, the Celtics are third actually. Hmm. Uh, Golden State is number one. Yeah, Phoenix is three, and yeah, this, the Mavericks are like Miami Heat or they're yeah. like they're like around the top five. Like they're they're around that top five. Yeah. So that that to me is like like it's impressive. You know what I mean? It's it's actually pretty impressive. And you know, and the fact that Luca's not a defensive guy, the the fact that they're still there. Like Jason Kidd is doing a great job. He's he's, he's, he's he's like he's coach of the year worthy right now, just based on how they've been playing the last like two months. Of course he is. I agree. They've been playing really well. Um, You know, and I I know just to kind of move this along a little bit, because we're going to wrap up soon, but um, 
I know obviously we've mentioned in previous pods that you've you you know you've had the chance to coach RJ, right? So yeah. I think I did this last year with you, and I want to you know maybe maybe this is kind of like a semi annual thing because you've coached him, and you know we we know his pops and everything else, right? Um, yeah. But but speak about RJ, man, and, and his progression is this season from from the second year to the third year from what you've seen so far. Like I see tonight against Philly, like. And he's coming into his own, man. He got 30, 36 and seven tonight again. Yeah, I mean, RJ works, man. Like again, he's not flashy. He just gets the job done, right? And he's consistent, and he's focused, and he has a chip on his shoulder because the U.S. media is so unbelievably, I don't want to, so freaking disrespectful. He was a second leading scorer amongst rookie, and he never made first or second team all rookie. Right? They, yeah. you know, they're so disrespectful to him. And, you know, RJ, you know, RJ, RJ remember those things. And he just, he works. That's what I love about him. That's why he's going to be successful. Um, because just, he, it's about working. And it's about, you know, working, never settling, and just keep working. On the other hand, because that's how you stay, you know, I tell the players that I coach, and it's not rocket science. If you look at great players, they're consistent. Right? If you know the leading score, he's whoever the leading score is, that person is consistent in scoring. Whoever the leading three point guy is, he's consistent in shooting the three, right? Whether it's in a season over a career. So greatness is consistency. And so, you know, RJ is being consistent. His work ethic is consistent. He, I know for a fact that before he. He started going into his last year. He started coaching it like he was a professional basketball player. Yeah, he was work, he was working hard. You know, two days, right? Three days. He's consistent, and he, you know, he's he's slowly working on the stuff that he needs to get better at. And you know, it's it's it, and that's what the NBA is about. You know, you take somebody like Julius Randle, right? You know, the guy has the flash in the pan one good year, right? And why is he not? Uh, repeat because he's not consistent, right? There's no consistency in what he's doing. You can tell. That's why he's struggling, right? Um, yeah, and seems so, to figure him out a bit too, right? Like he didn't, he didn't have the counters for the for the teams being able to figure him out, right? But you know, it's 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 still not resting on your law. So you know, what occurs to me is like, oh wow, Milwaukee came back and beat Miami, hmm. so. What what it appears to me is like okay I made I, I I'm nice I made also team I'm good right and it's always like you know I always think of like the Excel like when you Excel that movie right <laughs> where the point is a lot of times people you know mm-hmm. you think you get what you get what you want and then you excel but you really have to keep working and keep going and so you know he he excel right and now people you know they scouted him they Angela Bassett said that in the movie. No, in the movie, that, that was the point of the movie. It's like, if you want, it always stuck with me. Like, it, you know, the movie's about four women looking for a relationship, right? Looking for their love. And then some of them exhaled before they found the right one. They thought they found the right one, and they ex- they basically exhaled early. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if you remember the movie, you know, they end up with some guys that were dirtbags, but they, they exhaled early. And it's really, you know, the whole point of way to exhale is find that right one. You know, and but I always think about in sports terms like 
sometimes people excel early. You know, like if they get to the NBA, they excel. They think they've arrived. Instead of, you know, keep putting in the work. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and keep grinding. And you excel when you're done. When you, you know, when, when your career is over and you've accomplished everything. And so, um, um, or excel when you reach your goal, right? And I guess in the movie, it was for them to, you know, find that relationship and settle down and find the right one. And I think, you know, in sports, it's, it's achieving all your goals and then you can excel once, you know, you've done that. So, um, but I think you ex- Julius Randle excelled early. I think he had a good season last year. Was it a contract year? Could have been a contract year. You know, that guy was a great season going into the contract year. Or when they're in a contract year looking for a new contract. And then now, that sucks ass. And he's complaining and, like, dude, you know, like, you know, what do you think this is? Once you, and this is the thing too about being great, because once you show that you're great, right, you have to keep it up. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's why it's hard. Right? Because not just, and that's why I know RJ is built for this, because it's a habit, right? It was a, like, if you look at Julius Randle up until this point, he never was doing anything. And then he has this one good year. And now he's back. So, you know, you are who you are. And I think RJ's, can, RJ's been working hard and grinding from what I know him as a young man and talking to him. And just, you know, when we talk, and, you know, times that we talk and you know, the times I run into him, I'm like, you know, what are you doing for your team? He goes, Coach, I'm shooting 250, you know, every time I, you know, 500 a day. Right? Yeah. 500 makes, not even shooting, 500 makes. I'm like, that's it. And I mean, you got to keep working on it, keep grinding on that. You know, of course, he's hearing it from his dad and Steve, but, you know, it's like, just the, the brief conversations that I had with him and, you know, his, his thing was his shot. And he's just, you know, he's working, right? And that's what RJ does. He works. And so I'm, I'm always happy for him. And it, it just it keeps putting a smile on my face. And in my, you know, you just want to, you just want to cuss out those, those um those US media guys that did not put this guy on second team. It was just so disrespectful. It was blatantly me so horrible and disrespectful. And you know, I don't know if I, I mean if I was in RJ's camp or something like that and I see some of these guys and I you know, as my mom would say, I'd probably tell them some bad words, you know, just cuss them out, like mm-hmm. just lazy to them, like just blatantly disrespectful. Like this guy was the second leading score amongst rookies. And they didn't make second, first, fourth, second team. It's so disrespectful. And I think, you know, I hope that's what's fueling him. I haven't talked to him in a minute, but I hope that's what's fueling him. Because I know it angers me every time I think about it. And I hope that's fueling him. And I hope he, he has names of those reporters and people who never voted for him. You know, and, you know, tell them, you know, tell them about themselves because that's just so disrespectful. Like, it's really, Horrible! Like the guy was a second. I can't get over this. Second leading score. He wasn't top ten rookie. Are you kidding me? It was, it was it was crazy. So I'm glad he's doing what he's doing. Um, I'm not surprised because this kid works and he's gonna keep working. And again, Steve Nash. Like Steve Nash is giving him the blueprint of how to be successful in the NBA. And if you ever follow Steve Nash and listen to him talk, that's what him and Dirk Nowitzki did. They just worked. It has worked. It worked. They worked. First of all, he, I remember I remember Steve saying this. He was like in an interview, he was like he couldn't believe that he obviously made it to the NBA, and he's like, but they just kept working, right? Because 
I think part of that fear is like, you know, they could be released or cut, and they just kept working. And I think, you know, RJ listened, and he's doing that, he's working, right? And that's what you have to do. You got to be a professional, you got to, you know, put that time in, you know, here's what my day looks like, and I'm going to work, I'm going to put the time in, I'm going to get better. It's just about getting better as a basketball player. And so, he's always putting the work when he's a kid, going to gyms at 6, 6 a.m. in the morning um, with, his, with, with his dad, Ducky. So, you know, I'm not surprised. And, you know, when you work, it pays off. And, you know, RJ, you know, he's going he's gonna, to, he is going to be the face of the Knicks because, you know, the disrespect that these people keep giving him and he keeps showing up and he's just consistent, right? He's consistently working hard and he's going to show up and he wants to be a great basketball player. He wants to be one of the best. So he's driven. So I'm so happy for him um, and I'm not surprised. Yeah, I think it's you know just obviously I I'm not connected to him like that. I don't know him personally, but like you know just watching from afar, like his success, like a, like a, like I think what struck me this at least with him this year was I watched him when they lost to the Lakers, right? But he had one of his best games of the year. I think he had like 37 against them, right? And like you watching that game and it kind of really radiates at you when you watch it on the screen. Like his success, and I mean you kind of knew this from like when you watched him in college or even before, like. His success is based on his heart. Like, you know, his skill sets improve. You know, obviously he still has to get his free throw percentage up. But honestly, he's doing what I thought he would be doing at this stage of his career. Like, yeah. I, I felt like he was going to be a good pro. You know, considering, like, you know, people were, you know, he had certain naysayers saying stuff about him coming out of Duke. And, you know, people think he was going to be this or whatever. But I always felt like, no, nah, this, this is, this is going to be a guy that's going to play like 14, 15 years in the league. Like He's, he's going to be a good pro. I don't know what accolades he's going to get in his career, but to me, he's, he's had some good performances this year that makes you think he's going to see a few All-Star games if he keeps building on this. You know what I mean? Of course. And, of course. And, 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 and I'll say this, too. This is, and I mean, and, and don't get me wrong, I guess this is kind of like my, like my segue into Zion a little bit, but like, you know, it's like Steve Bay from Duke, but... Like, this is why you don't give up on young talent when they come into the league so young. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like the people that were, like, kind of writing him off after his rookie year, it's like, okay, you maybe you don't love his game or whatever, but, like, yo, the kid's 20. He's 19. Like, pump your brakes. Like, yo, in two years, this could be completely different. And, it's even, and even somebody like Zion, like, rip him all you want. You know, he only, he's only played 80 games so far in his career. The kid is 21 years old. You you can't give up on these guys this early. Like I remember way back in the day, going back with the Rosen, right? We had, you know, you had talking to friends and different guys, and you know when his first couple of years in the league, where you know he's trying to figure stuff out, and guys are like, ah, yo, I trade him right now, get rid of this guy, and I'm like, yeah, he's not great. Yeah, maybe I would have tra- tra- you know drafted somebody else instead of him at the time. But at the same time, the reason why you know you don't jump off the bandwagon because you're like, yo, this guy's still young. He's like 21, 22. Are we sure you want to give up on this asset like right now? Like you yeah. know, like again, two, three years from now, this can completely flip. And and then considering at, even at that time, you're hearing how hard he works. You're like, I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't give up on this guy just yet. You know, and and you're you know you're seeing the fruits of that labor right now, right? So. Like what if if you got a young a young asset that's got talent that's willing to really put the work in, it's hard to give up on somebody at that age, man. You know what I mean? It's hard. Like you can't. I don't think Cal- you can do it. You can't. Calvin, Calvin, listen to me. It's amazing to me how coach, you know, some of these great coaches and 
all these high-level high coaches, what they haven't figured out is, at any level, hard work, a player that works hard, that's a skill, man. Yeah. That's a skill. Like, I see coaches pass out players, ah, oh, you know, he's not this, he's not, you know, he's not. I'm like, he works hard. Like, you don't pass up on these guys. You do not pass up on a player that works hard. Right? Like, it's one thing if the player has no skill whatsoever. Right? Mm -hmm. So these guys will pass up on guys because they're not putting dropping in 30. I'm like, who cares if he's dropping in 30? He works hard. That's a skill. Can he get rebounds? Yes. You know, he's, he, he rebounds. He plays defense. Or he could, he, he could be a 3 and D guy. But he has a skill where he works hard. But there's always a place on a team for those guys because they're energy givers. Mm -hmm. They work hard. So when they work hard, they're not just going to come in the game and lay down. Right? And it's amazing how a lot of these coaches haven't figured that out. Like, yeah. if I have a guy that, yeah, he's not, he might not give me 30, but this guy works hard, oh, my God. You know, when I had an AAU team a couple years ago. We were 15U. Mm -hmm. Right? And I loved my team because I had guys on my team. I had a guy, you know, this Daniel. This, I love this kid. This kid's a bulldog. Play football, but he's like five. Five eight five nine can shoot. That's all. He, that's his best. Is along with working hard, he can shoot. Right. He was a black hole. That ball touches his hand. It's going up. Right. He's trying to play point. I'm like, you're not a point guard, Daniel. Like, you know, he's looking at me. I'm like, you're not a point guard. But you know what? You are. You're you're a three point shooter. That ball touches your hand. I want you to put it up. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, I know he was hurt because he he, he was you know he was acting like he was a point guard. I'm like, nah, you're not a point guard. But what you are is you're a shooter. And you play D, right? And those are things that you do really well. So go get him, right? And he works hard in practice. He's up in guy. He doesn't back down. He's tough, right? And honestly, that's one of the reasons why we were successful, right? And he was just like this rabid dog that was sitting on the bench. He wasn't a starter. But he was just, whatever, I guess he was ready to go. When I put him in the game, he's just on guys defensively. And then he just gets the ball. He, he just puts it up, right? But he works hard. And... That's how you build teams. You find guys that work hard and they have, you know, they, they ain't going to give you 30, right? They're not going to give you 30, but you know what? You know, they can shoot the three or they're a great defender or they're a great rebounder, right? But coupled along with working hard, along with, you know, along with another one skill, that's all I need, right? Because I'll go out and find the score. You know what I mean? I'll go out and find, you know, a couple of guys that will put it up. But you give me you give me two three guys that work hard, I'm winning. I know for a fact. I know for a fact that I'm winning, right? Because they're working hard. They're going to hold other guys accountable to work hard, right? And they're energy givers. They're going to give energy to the team. And that's why you like a team like a Memphis, right? Like and that's why you love a team like a Memphis. Dylan Brooks is going to punch guys in his face. He works hard and he's skilled. RJ Barrett works hard. The kid works hard, man. And that's why I don't understand these guys pass, like they overlook that. They just look at the flash. They look at the, you know, they don't look at the substance. They look at the flash, the dunker. You know, he's crossing guys over, hundred dribbles, breaking guys' ankles. I'm like, give me the guy that works hard. I'm going to take the guy that works hard all the time because I know he's going to be consistent. He's going to be consistent. He's going to work. He's, he's dedicated too much time in the gym, working hard, grinding, to get better, just to lay down and you know quit. And that's why I like RJ. And that's why RJ is going to be so successful. He's, you know, people are talking about it already. He's going to be the face of the Knicks because he's consistent. He's going to flash in the pan. 
right? And, you know, I want guys that work hard because in my years of watching basketball and seeing teams that win at all levels, they always have guys that work hard, that are dogs, that are energy givers, that are willing to sacrifice, right? And RJ, you know, now you couple with RJ, you know, a guy that, you know, the gym rat and he works hard, come on, man. Like, you know, that's why some of these guys who say they're experts, I just laugh at them. I'm like, you got, you're not an expert, man. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Right? Because R.J. Burt works hard. That guy, you know, he just, he's in the gym putting in that time to get better. He can't go right, he's going to go, like, I'm like, really? You think R.J., you think he's going to go through his old career and not be able to go right? He's working on that. He's getting comfortable now. You know, I was watching the game today. Some other games are setting him right. He's going right. And you don't want to send him right because if that jump shot starts coming around, he's going to go right and you get into his J quicker. He's going to hit you with step back, right? He's finding guys. Man, I'm so happy for him, right? And so I just I hope that's motivating him and that's what's driving him to just destroy these guys and, and, and just keep shutting these guys up. And, you know, yeah, they have I, to finally say, you know what? We have to give him his props and his respect where he's due. Yeah, like I, like I said, I think I think where he's at right now, it's it's uh, like I said, I'm not I'm not I'm really surprised, but he's he's making uh, it's it's not a gigantic leap. Like he's not making the leap like like a Jaw did or like you know or, or Zion did, but it's like it's it's gradual. It kind of reminds me a little of the DeRozan thing, where it's like yeah. little by little, it's coming every year. It's like you know exactly. it's, it's getting better. You know what I mean? Like so, like you like you kind of want to see where it's at in two years. But like I said, that that Laker game. That Laker game a few weeks back, I think it was before. Well, yeah, it was before the All Star break. That Laker game, I was, yo, this is pretty good, man. Like this, this kid is playing nice. Yeah. you know. I just wanted to make the. I wanted Knicks to make the playoffs because that's where his, his growth is going to come from too. Yeah. Right, like like we just talked about being in the playoffs really is going to make his game grow. So I just hope somehow within the next year or two they can figure it out and you know get some get RJ some help, uh, make him forget Julius Randle. Make RJ the face of the fastest, uh, building around RJ. You know, just make it to the. If they're in the East, they can do it. Just make it to the playoffs, man. You know, and then and then that's really where you're gonna see RJ take off because now he's gonna re- he's gonna really start understanding the game and really understand how to pick his spots and really start playing a great pace and not rushing and just. Well, well, let, let let's see because I know you're saying the face of the franchise. We'll we'll see because not so much for him is more because it's the Knicks. You know, they always have a way of butchering these situations. So, you know, let let's let's see what happens here. I know it's a new regime, so let let's see what happens and how they how they build this out. Well, that's so. what I'm saying. But you have to have a face of the franchise. It's not Julius Randle because he's in. He sucks. So who else is it? Who else is going to well, be yeah, that? Well, yeah, yeah. I would say for now, for sure, it it would be him. That's the thing. Well, and, and, and it doesn't even seem like Randle wants to be it right now. Like exactly. <laughs> You know, like he's so angry half the time. Even though when you're looking at the stats, you're like, man, like for a guy that's falling, falling off from last year, he's still playing pretty good. But it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just inconsistent. Like he went from 24 to 19. You yeah, know, like that's, guys, that's a hard drop off in the league. Yeah, these guys are titled, right? And they, you know, you sh- they shouldn't be criticized because they came all the way through with everybody, you know, sucking the, you know what? And blowing their heads up, tell them how great they are. And now he thinks the fans are like, dude, you you know, you got to constantly be held to a high standard. And that's what it's about. And you should be willing to deliver and meet those high standards, right? Yeah. And so you can tell he's not the dude, right? He yeah. never was leading up, right? He always had the potential. He had a good year last year. People thought, you know, he, 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 um, 
got over it, got over that, that hill, and he, he just showed that he did it. And so that's why I said, RJ Barrett should be the franchise. They should just really look at, you know what? RJ Barrett's working. He's consistent. He's putting in the numbers. He's grinding. Let's start building around him. Building around RJ and find some pieces, right? That's going to help, you know, get to the playoffs. Like, it's definitely a genius level. You clearly can't count on this guy, right? You can tell by the way his body language, the way he approaches the game. He's not, he's not a winner. He's not about winning. He's about himself, right? Because, you know, he's worried about booing and this and that. Like, who cares? And if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, they wouldn't be booing you, right? But of course he isn't, right? He's, I don't know what he's doing, but, you know, RJ's the man. Make RJ the face of the franchise. Build around RJ, because RJ's going to be consistent. RJ's going to keep working hard, and you're going to keep improving on his weaknesses, and you're going to keep delivering. Now, I want to wrap up on this, though. I want to wrap up a little different. Now, obviously, we're in March. Tournament's coming up just now. Um, there's a lot of Canadian players that are going to be involved in you know, the, the conference tournaments and March Madness. Who's the Canadian player? Or, or mention a couple of players, you know, being that you're, you're, you're definitely more closer to this than I am. But, like, who are the Canadian players we should be watching, you know, going closer to March Madness, their teams or themselves? Like, who's, who's the guys that we should, be, we, should, we should be looking at it? Like, give us a couple couple of names that maybe people don't really know that, like... You well, know, first, I'm going to be biased with Andrew Nemhart. I think, you know, well, Gonzaga. Yeah. with Gonzaga. And um, Maturin. Um, yes. I better than uh, Maturin at uh, Arizona. I really like this game. I like this game last year. He played with a great pace to his game. Montreal, Montreal I, stand up? Yes, sir. And now in his second year, he just... You know, they're having it as a draft lottery pick. Like, I really love his oh, game. Yeah. I love the way he plays. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, with Last year, watching him, watching Arizona play, I'm like, I am like, I kept coming back to, like, who was that number zero kid? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Like, there's something about that kid. That kid's nice. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know where he was from. I didn't know anything. I was just like, yo, your, your eyes yeah. kept going back to that guy. Exactly. He just plays, he just plays with a different pace. Yeah. Yeah, I like, yeah. I, I like him a lot, though. But who, but who yeah. else you got, though? Yeah, he's played to a different pace. And um, who else? Oh, what was I thinking of? Oh, my God. I can't believe that his name is sitting on me right now. Um, I don't even see how Bobby Yako does. Charles uh, Bobby Yako. Mm. Alabama. Okay. He had a really good game. I saw him have a really good game. Who was the guy? I think he was against Kentucky. He had a really good game. Played well. Mm-hmm. So I want to see how he comes along as a freshman, playing well. Um, I guess Zach Eadie is going to be another one too. Like just the fact that Zach, yeah, Zach Eadie. Eadie, sorry, Eadie, Eadie, I mean, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah Zach, Zach Eadie. Like the um, team has basically been like top five, top ten all looking, year. Looking forward to how he plays. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a Canadian pretty much on every team at this point. Yeah, like there's a Canadian on every Division One team. Like there's at least one or two. I came up Houston, Michigan. They might not make it. Um, nothing on on uh, Wisconsin. I even forgot there's a Canadian on Wisconsin. He got suspended because he threw a punch. Doing that whole whole thing. I forgot his name. Uh, <laughs> he was was yeah. he trying to defend this coach from from Jawan Howard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but those off the top of my head, those guys. But there's so much. There's Canadians on every pretty much every team. Yeah. Right. That's true. But, Maturin and uh, Nemhart to me, the top two. I want to see what Badiako does. I think he'll have a good tournament. 
Because mm-hmm. he doesn't do what he's, he just... What I like about Charles is right now as a, as a freshman, he's just blocking shots. He's keeping his game simple. He's not trying to do too much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, think, I think that's good. Um, I think that's really good. You know, he just... And when, when you keep... Cause, yeah, I tell guys, that in basketball, less is more. Right? You actually become more successful with the less you do. You know, trying to do, you know, do too much. And so... I like the fact that Charles is just, you know, he's playing at a good pace right now. He's just blocking shots, rebounding, you know, you know, getting little buckets here and there. So that's that's the little thing I'm looking forward to seeing. Okay, all right, no doubt. I, I yeah, like I said, the the, the um, Arizona right now, I think, you know, I was talking to a couple of people about this the other day too. Um, they right now. Um, they might be the best team in in, in the in the in the land right now, man. Like that, mm-hmm. man. Like that. That is a whew, that 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 is a well oiled machine, man. Like they look like a pro team right now. Uh, yeah. You know, with their bigs, with their guard play. You know, with with Matherin, like it's it's impressive, man, to watch them play. And you know how March Madness can go. They could be knocked out the second round. You know, so <laughs> we we have no idea how this is gonna work out, but. They they look strong as hell though. Like they they would be like my, my favorite to win it right now. But you know what does that mean? Okay. You know, in two weeks, who knows? <laughs> Listen, I have all. When it comes to March Madness, I'm gonna create a wheel, put every team on it, and spin the wheel. Close my eyes, take a dart, and throw it, and that's the team I'm picking to win. Basically, yeah, basically, yeah. basically. Yeah. basically at, at this point, I'm thinking if I do a bracket, I may I might make my daughter fill it out who never doesn't watch basketball at all. I'll just you know put it to the team logos a, and just let it go from there. Great, that's a great idea. I'm not even gonna have my daughter or my son pick the teams. Yeah, and and, like, and I, I might come in, and I might actually win this time. Listen, the, <laughs> the person that won it last year, <laughs> again, she doesn't even watch basketball. We're in a pool. <laughs> my boy created a pool, and the person that won it, she doesn't even watch basketball. <laughs> she won it. Yeah, o- O'Neal, I like the last two years. Yeah, you know, this is why I don't do pool. Yeah, I stopped. I stopped doing up. it. The last two years, I, I get too mad because I, I never make it. I, I never make it out of the weekend. I never make it it's out not, of the opening weekend. It's not even that. It's the it. Everybody looks to me, you know, it, the people who don't play basketball, as thinking you're going to pick the team, the basketball, the so-called quote-unquote basketball expert, and you're always wrong. Like it's people that don't know anything about <laughs> basketball. And they're, always, they're the ones that win. And that's what frustrates. I don't care that I lose. It's, I'm losing to people who don't watch basketball. And they know nothing about it. And they just win. I'm like, what the hell? No, right? man. It, 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 messes, it, messes, it messes with your ego. It does. Yeah. I, I, I does. get tired of it myself. Yeah, who's who's going to win, Calvin? I got this thing. I'm like, I don't know, man. You you pick yeah. them. You have a better chance. I don't know. I don't know. Stop it, asking you me. Start, you start getting mad at people and swearing at them. Fucking <laughs> 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 leave me alone. Then I feel no questions. No, no, but uh, but, but honestly, for like uh, the the my general thing of filling out these brackets by the by Saturday, the first weekend by Saturday night, I'm exactly. I'm, usually, I'm usually tearing my 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 sheets apart. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. This year, I'm gonna have my son pick it. Yeah, my son and my daughter. Yeah, if I if I if I even do it this year, it's my daughter that's picking. I'm just gonna show her the team logos. Whichever one she likes, go with that one, and we'll just we'll just well, have gonna, some fun and see what happens. I'm, if 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 my boy does it again this year, I think he will. Hopefully, on a, when I have my when they're here, I'm gonna have my uh, when my daughter comes over. I'm gonna have her and my son pick the teams. Yeah, you, you might win I some believe, money. I'm gonna really let them pick the teams. You might win some I money. Think, 
I think the the pot was like five hundred dollars or thousand dollars. I could be. I think that's what the winner took took home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. S- send me the link yeah. to that one. I'm I'm gonna definitely have my daughter and my niece pick it out, and uh, exactly. we, we we might we might we might make the top. We might break the top three this time. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Actually, you know what? I might do that. Or I'm actually gonna let let my uh, office uh, office assistants. I'm gonna let them pick the pool. I'm like, pick. I'm like, them pick the pool for me. I might even let my class pick. I'm like. Each of you guys no, get on it. There might, there might be a couple of kids that might know it. Just stick with the no, kids no, no. who don't know it. Dude, dude, this, these kids, they don't know. They don't watch movies. They don't watch TV. All they do is TikTok. Um, YouTube and TikTok. They're watching other people play video games. They don't. Yeah, that's true. Dude, I, I'm referencing movies and TV shows, you know, just talking about stuff, and they have no clue what I'm talking about. I do charades and drama. I put movies. They have no idea what I'm like. <laughs> what? Like Big Hero, they don't even watch Big Hero Six. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, like, don't, so don't worry, they're not watching basketball. You might have one. I might have one athlete, and he's a baseball player. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, and the kids that I, the kids, if there is a couple of kids, they might watch NBA. They don't watch college. So I don't know. I might. Who knows? I might do that. I might do two because you can do multiple brackets. So I might do one where I have my uh, my daughter, my son pick, and then the other one I'll have. Uh, my colleagues and my students at, at work because I, you know, this thing just crushes your ego, guy. And yeah. that's why, and that's why I have to do it, Calvin. <laughs> I get so angry. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do it. I yeah, need... like, like I told you, like, the, the last two years when I get asked, I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm done. I'm not doing I, it. I, I stayed away from it for a long time. People ask me, I'm like, nope. I'm like, do a pool. I'm like, f off, leave me alone. I mean, I just get angry. But last year, you know, um, my guy did it on CBS, you know, back so I did it, but. If I I'll do it again this year, but I'm not picking. I'm gonna let other people pick. And yeah. see how that goes. If I do, if I do decide to break the hiatus and do it, I'm just I'm 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 throwing logic completely out the window. Like I'm, I'm like I'm, I am throwing a 95 mile an hour nope. fastball out the window. No nope. the logic. That doesn't I, I, work. That doesn't work because it just automatically kicks in. <laughs> you look at it, just automatically. You're right. You're right. You're like automatic. You're like. Did I track that? I you're, that. No, you're right. You're right because you're like I can't pick Duke. I I can't not go against Duke in the second exactly. round. No, exactly. no, they they're gonna they're gonna make it. They're gonna make it. They're gonna make it. Who's yeah? Who's Oral Robert? Or who's some of the schools that were winning last year? Like who the hell is this yeah. school? You know what I mean? You, like, you're, you're you're picking Duke, and all of a sudden, uh, uh, Poncho is, is is like five for five for twenty one. You know, exactly. and, and, uh, on Saturday evening, and and, and now they're going home. And they lose. They lose to a no-name team that has five mm-hmm. seniors. Right? Yeah, they, they, they lose to Maris. They lose to Maris College. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With five seniors, you know, Duke has like all freshmen. Of course, they lost. Yeah, right? it, it's 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 just odd. But oh, but before we go, shoot, shouldn't you be um, pumping your chest right out right now for uh, for St. Mary's because they they may have a shot to do some stuff here. I uh, you know. Again, I don't want to get too over. I don't want to jinx it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I don't. Hey, I truly believe in he, he who laughs last laughs best. I don't want to get. I don't go up and down like that. I sit down. Be Gonzaga on Saturday. I mean, you should you should be like you know tatted up I right now, Satan. Nothing but Saint Mary stuff. I, I have uh, uh, it all I, on your face. I have them heart. I actually have Andrew on uh on Twitter. I send him a text. <laughs> <laughs> I send him. I was like. What I say? I was like, what did they say, Mary's baby? Woo hoo! You, you know, we finally beat y'all. So, 
But yeah, no, I uh, and I know it's not gonna happen again. We ain't beating Gonzaga again, but no, no, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm tempering it. You know, hopefully he gets to the tournament. You know, hopefully he do beat them in the in the conference. You know, see them in the conference finals or something like that. But who knows? You might get upset by you know San Francisco or like yeah, LMU. It's, it's, it's true. So, it's true. You know what I mean? So, um, but you know, how about your nephew? He's playing well. Yeah, he's Finally, he's, he's been he's finally been, healthy. Yeah, he's starting. To, he's starting to get a. Uh, you know, he had that injury obviously over the summer. He's he's still you know at the, you know at this point he's still trying to work the kinks out like health wise. But I um, mean, he's he's getting better. Like he's definitely getting better. I think he's averaging like about a. I think at least eleven in Pac Ten play so far. Listen, and listen, it's all it's all about next year. Yeah. That's where the the leap the leap because now he has a full year under his belt. He's a, he's going to adjust to the speed of the game, and now now his cerebral is going to come through. Now his game's going to come because he's efficient. He's efficient. He's smart. So now he's now that he's adjusted to the 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 game, the speed, the, the you know the game. Now you're going to see his growth. Now he's going to you know yeah. he's going to do some. Big, and of course, if he stays healthy, you know the injury. You know he heals over the summer and continues to heal, and you know he's going to do some big things, man. And and I, and I think no, appreciate that as a as a family member of his, of course. But I I think too, like going into this season, that this is probably the first year in like the last couple of years where he, he's not rehabbing during the summer. He's just working on his game, right? You know? So that that also right. plays a big part too. Right, so so we're, we're we're looking forward to it. Ho- hopefully, you know, he has two more games left, both against uh, I think Arizona and Arizona State, and then they they they're in the Pac-12 tournament. So you know, with you know, like hopefully they make a nice run and hopefully he plays well. Like I, like I want him to show out to finish. I just want to finish the season strong. You know what I mean? So right. I'm, just, I'm just hoping for that to happen. And and uh, but yeah, but you're right though. Like just just the fact that he can you can he can build off of what's happening so far. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things I can say that I can't really say right now <laughs> in terms of what I want to see from the team. But um, yeah. but yeah, but with that said, like yeah, like I, I'm looking forward to to his success. You know, we're we're definitely all tracking it over here for sure. Good. Um, but yeah, man, let's let's wrap this up, sir. Um, you know, as always, you know, thank you for hopping on. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll definitely get you on at some point soon. Before, probably before the playoffs, I would say definitely before the playoffs, man. We'll get into it. All right. All right, sounds good. Yeah, man. Thank you for checking out the latest episode of the Av. Special shout outs to Mr. O'Neill Kamaka for hopping on this one. I appreciate you, sir. Uh, next week, you will receive the latest annual State of the Raptors address which should be out March 9th. Look out for that. Um, I got a couple of anniversary type episodes coming as well, including, um, you know, for the culture, the, the 25th anniversary of Love Jones. I'll give you more details about that one for sure, definitely by the next episode. All right, so hit that subscribe button, rate, review the shows, press on the like and favorite buttons, and continue to check out my catalog of podcast shows on SouthShareAve.com. Once again, that's SouthShareAve. Com. For O'Neill Kamaka, this is Kyle C. And you just tuned in to the Av Podcast on Sasha Rav Radio. All right? Until the 9th. Peace. We out. <laughs>